सहनावतो सहनोभनतो सहवीर्यं करवावहै तेजस्विनावधीतमस्तुमा विद्विशावहै ओम शांतिशांतिशांति ओम पूर्णमद पूर्णमिदम पूर्णात् पूर्णमुदच्छदे पूर्णस्य पूर्णमाद यपूर्णमेवावशिष्यदे ओम शांतिशांतिशांति ओम आप्यायन्तु ममांगानि वाक्प्राणश्चक्षुश्रोत्रमसो बलमिन्द्रियाणि च सर्वाणि सर्वं ब्रह्मोपनिषदं माहं ब्रह्मनिराकुर्याम् मामां ब्रह्मनिराकरोद् अनिराकरणमस्तुनिराकरणम् मेहस्तु तदात्मनि निरदि योपनिषत्सु धर्मास्ते मै संतु ते मै संतु ओम शांति 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 श्रुतिस्मृति पुराणानाम् आलयं करुणालयं नमामि भगवत् पादम् शंकरम् लोकशंकरम् शंकरम् शंकराचार्यम् केशवम् बादरायनम् सूत्रभाष्यक्रुतो वंदे भगवन्तो पुनः गुरुरात्मेरी मूर्ति भेदविभागिने व्योमावत्याप्तदे दक्षिणामूर्तये नमः ओमित्येदक्षरमुद्गीतमुपासिता ओमितेश्चुद्गायते तस्योपव्याक्यानम् विश्वान्वन मगवन्मर्त्यम्वाइदम् शरीरम् आत्म रत्ना उदस्य अमृतस्य अशरीरस्य आत्मना अधिष्ठानम् आत्तोई सशरीरह प्रिया प्रियाभ्यान नवई सशरीरस्य सदह प्रिया प्रियोहो अपहदिरस्ते अशरीरम् वावसंदम् न प्रिया प्रियेश प्रसदह अशरीरम् वावसंदम् न प्रिया प्रियेश प्रसदह अशरीरम् वनुवेज अनिम्बारित निवन्द स्वी फ्रॉम दे आईडेंटिफिकेशन डी बॉडी 
for those who oneself is unembodied, devoid of body. Now many ignorant person thinks that I am because the body is. Existence of the Atma is equated to existence of the body. And therefore, as the body is, so the so I am. It's the other way around. In fact, the body is because I am. But the body is, I am. Body is not, I am. So, for an ignorant person, the body is, therefore I am. Body is not, so I am not. Wise person says, I am, therefore the body is, and I am even when the body is not. <clears throat> Being the one who has realized the true nature of oneself, which does not require the body to exist, which does not require body to manifest itself, which self-existing, self-manifesting, self-sufficient. The body stands for the gross body, subtle body, they are there, they enjoy sentiency, they enjoy existence, enjoy sentiency, enjoy whatever they are, it is because of the self. <coughs> so priya and apriya, the pleasant and the painful, only can affect the body. Therefore, atravai sasharirah priya priya abhyam, one looks upon himself as a body, can never be free from the attack of the pleasant and the unpleasant, pleasant and the painful, because even body itself is priya priya. Let alone body being affected by a priya priya or pleasant and unpleasant, body itself presents itself as priya sometimes pleasant, sometimes unpleasant, sometimes painful. So as long as I look upon myself as a body, there is no, not even a moment when I can become free from the idea of that I am pleasant or unpleasant, that I am suffering from priya or apriya, one can never free from that. On the other hand, when I recognize the true nature of myself, I realize that the priya and apriya have no reach to me. <coughs> so then the question was asked on page 440, when the Upanishad says that priya Pleasant even happiness also does not touch the wise person. The wise person is free from the both, unhappiness and happiness also. That is free from unhappiness is fine, but that he is free from even happiness. Itiyan Bhagavata Uktam then, if the wise person is the one who is free from the experience of pleasant and unpleasant, who is free from the experience of happiness and unhappiness, even happiness also, does not experience unhappiness, then it doesn't experience anything. In that case, sukha abhavena purshad bhagitva bhavat the wise person is free from even the experience of happiness, and what have they achieved? The purushartha, the human end, is to attain happiness. And then also when becomes devoid of experiencing, 
then the wise person on account of wisdom has not achieved anything in life. So they were Atma is as good as not there. Minister prayatvam atmana praptam. Atma is free from experience happiness also, which means that Atma is as good as not there, you may say, for all practical purposes, like in the deep sleep state. Or, we know that Atma is of the nature of Ananda. There is no ananda also in the state of freedom then, there is no atma at all. Then also, as though atma is lost when you gain liberation. Tadeva ihavi apannam. So whatever Indra said about the state of deep sleep, vinashameva pita bhavati, that the atma seems to get lost as though, seems to cease to exist as though, that seems to be the state of the wise person also. Nisha dosha dharma dharma karyayo shri sammandino priya priya pratishedasya. Pratishedasya is a denial. All the experience of pleasant and unpleasant are those pleasant and unpleasant that are a result of dharma and dharma, a result of karma. Meaning those which are incidental. Agama payanorhi sparsha sabdo So, priya priyanas prushadaha. They do not touch him, do not affect him. So, this touching is only with reference to not touching. You can say that something is touching me. Only when that something does not touch me also, then only I can say, don't touch me. I can't say hand, don't touch me, because always, you know, you know, there's no, no non-touch. So when you use the word touch, it means only an experience of something that is subject to coming and going. When there is lack of touch, then only you can say, hey, something is touching me. So also, Priya and Priya, both of them are those which sometimes touch, sometimes do not touch. Agama Payanoho. So this is not a denial of the happiness with Sarubhuta, which is inherent nature of the Atma, is denial of happiness with the product of some experience of an object arising from Punya. So Savituva Ushna Prakashavat. Just as Savita the sun can never be devoid of brightness which is nature. So you can, cannot say brightness is touching the sun or heat and light are touching the fire because they are inherent. Just as there cannot be a denial of heat and light with reference to fire, there cannot be a denial of brightness with reference to sun because they are the inherent nature. So also there cannot be denial of ananda which is the inherent nature of the self. What can be denied, denied is something which is incidental. <coughs> Vijnanam Anandam Brahma, Upanishad says, Brahma is nature of consciousness and Ananda. Anando Brahma, the Ananda is Brahma itself. Bhumaiva Sukham, Yoga Bhuma, Tat Sukham. Bhuma infinite alone is happiness. So infinite is happiness. 
Not that infinite become happy. Is not that wise person becomes happy. He will say he does not become unhappy, does not become happy also. So what's the use of being a wise person? He doesn't become happy, he is happiness. Therefore there is no becoming involved here. Anando Brahmeti Vijanat. So that's apart from that, this is the Ananda Atma Brahma Pucham Pratishta. So there is an Ananda which is incidental. Tasya Priya Mevashira Modu Dakshina Paksha Pramodu Uttara Paksha Ananda Atma. That happiness, that experience in variety of degrees, that is Priya, Moda, Pramoda, that is incidental. Ananda-atma, Brahma-pucham-pratishtha. Ananda is the nature of the self. And that is nothing but Brahman. Therefore, that cannot be denied. That cannot be denial of what is inherent. There can be denial of what is incidental. <coughs> now continue to page 404. In the line 33 it is said, Sukhasya Swarupatve. So now we may establish that Sukham is Swarupam. Is it? essential nature of the self or the wise person. Vedyatva bhavena purushatattva nasyad. Meaning wise person does not experience his happiness, he does not experience happiness. If you do not experience happiness, then what's the fun? Vedyatva bhavena. You can never experience yourself. So it is, we cannot say that the fire experiencing, experiences heat. Or sun experiences brightness. Sun is brightness. Fire is heat. Experience necessarily presupposes a duality between the experiencer and the experienced. So when you say that happiness is the nature of the wise person, Wise person neither experiences unhappiness nor they experience happiness. Because Surupatve Vedyatvamhavaha, one cannot experience oneself. Because experience presupposes a duality between the experiencer and what he experienced. So one cannot experience oneself because they will require one to be simultaneously experiencer as well as experienced. For me to experience myself, just as for me to experience the pot, I should experiencer and pot is experienced. So as long as the two are different, that kind of experience is possible. But I cannot be the experiencer of myself because I cannot be simultaneously the experiencer and experience. I cannot be subject and object simultaneously. That means what is the fun? He doesn't experience happiness. Purusha He 
he becomes happiness but doesn't know that I'm happiness, you know, doesn't experience that I'm happiness. Svatmanishtadaya vedya sevaloke purushatattva darshanadri shankadaya. Only when I experience something as centered on me, I go to heaven and I experience those pleasures. So Artha, for example, I gain, you know, the name and fame, I experience them. Kama, I experience the, the, the sense objects. I experience heaven. So Purusharata, the human end always is of the nature of experience. Svatmanishtaya vedyasya eva. What is vedyam? What is known? Svatmanishtaya is experienced by one's own self. So what is known to myself, what is experienced by myself, that alone can be the purushatam. So looks like the wise person becomes happiness, does not experience happiness, which means that he has not attained anything, meaning then he doesn't attain happiness, which is what is the purushartha, which is the human end. That's what the Abhinava Narayananandra Saraswati said. Anandagiri says in line 20, Tathapi vishaya vishayi bhavena vedamava tadavastam apurushartha same thing. Tathapi Vishay Vishay Bhavana Bheda Bhavat. Fire is hot. Fire is not. Vishay means a subject. Vishay means object. Fire does not experience heat as an object of experience. Therefore, as far as Swarupa or one's inherent nature is concerned, this duality of the subject object is not there. Then, Tadavastam apurushatattvam. That means that the state of being wise continues to remain apurushatha or something which is not, which does not yield what it is that I am seeking in life. Purushatha, human end. And the wisdom that I am happiness does not yield what I am seeking is to experience happiness. This is the shunka. <coughs> So Nanu, in the, what is it, the uh, seventh line it said, Nanu bhumna priyasya ekatve asamvedyatvar svarupenava nitya samvedyatvar nirvisheshata Iti na indrasya tadishtam nanu bhumna priyasya ekatve asamvedyatva. Bhumna or bhuman priyasya is priyam ekatve when bhuma is eka or identical to priya or happiness. So he said that if Bhuma does not experience happiness, Bhuma is happiness. So Bhuma or Atma or the wise person, he enjoys identity with happiness. 
So asamvedyatvat. Then one's own nature cannot become samvedya, cannot become the object of vedanam or knowledge or experience. So avedyatva samvedyatvat. That's one thing. Sarupenava nitya samvedya. You can say, no, you can't say that you don't know yourself. About the self. You cannot say I do not know myself. I always know myself. Then, nitya samvedyatva. So either you can say, I, I, either I cannot say that I experience myself because I am not the experiencer of the self. Or I can say I always experience myself because I self forget. So, sarupenava nitya samvedyatva. So because it is my own nature, therefore it is always experienced, you can say. <coughs> you cannot say that I do not know myself, I always know myself, I always experience myself because the self is self-effident. So on one hand, you can say that I can never experience myself because there cannot be the duality of the subject-object with myself. Or you can say that I always experience myself because the self is self-evident. So there cannot be that I do not know myself. Then nirvisheshatayati. Then you cannot distinguish yourself from happiness. Nirvisheshata. Only when you experience happiness, then the subject-object are different. Then you can distinguish this is happiness. And I am the experiencer of happiness. When I am happiness, I cannot distinguish myself as experiencer. The Indra looks like Indra, there is not what is desired by Indra. So we look at the Tika line 34, Asamvedyatvadari Chedaha, Priyaschekatve Asamvedyatvad. Any Avede Karmatunda Sambodhidi, Tasya, Aparadirasya, Apurushatva, Mityarta. Avede Karmatunda Sambodhi. I am identical to myself, therefore I cannot be the object of. My, my, I cannot be the subject and object simultaneously. I cannot be an object for myself. Avedik karmatum na If happiness is my own self, then happiness cannot be karma, cannot be object of experience. Tasya pratitasya. That means that I can't, I can't pratita, I cannot experience, I cannot see, I cannot feel the happiness. Apurushadatvam. What's the point in attaining something that I cannot feel? Therefore, it's as good as not attained, you know. Having attained that happiness, you don't have a sensation that I'm experiencing happiness and it is as good as happiness not being attained. Or, suprakāsataya vedanecha karmataya apratite or because the Atma is so prakāsa self-evolgent, therefore 
in a way you can say that it is always known, but then also karmataya apratite. It's known as a very subject, then atma or happiness is not experienced as karma or as object of experience. So both ways. Because happiness is myself, therefore also happiness cannot be the object of experience with the subject of the duality. Or because the happiness self-evident therefore is always experience, then also not an object. So na purushadatvam, when you cannot have that satisfaction that I have seen something, See, satisfaction comes when you see something. Yes, I've seen Eiffel Tower, I've seen Impassive, whatever it is, you know. Then only you have satisfaction. No seeing involved, no experiencing involved, then when is the satisfaction? No purushatato. So this kind of happiness, which is my own nature, cannot give me. The kind of satisfaction that I will gain when I experience happiness as an object. So when I experience something which is pleasant, then it gives me a kind of satisfaction that how can happiness with myself give me? Because I am only, only accustomed to that kind of satisfaction that comes when there is subject-object duality, I do not know any other satisfaction. Indra also does not know any other satisfaction there, but when the satisfaction of the nature of an experience involving subject-object divided is not there, Indra will feel that I haven't achieved anything. That Indra seshtam. So nirvisheshata means what? Katru karma bhavadi visheshrahita rahitata, I think, chuiti na purushatata visheshaha. So, nirvisheshatayati, kartru karma, bhavadi, visheshrahitatayati. So, meaning that the vishesha, nirvishesha means what? Divide of the vishesha or the distinction of the karma and karta. Iti na purushatata, that much you should add, iti na purushatata. So, nitya samvedyatvat nirvishesayati na purushasata is that much you should have. It is na indrasya ishtam. Says again the Tikagara, na kevalam laukigaritya svanishtrasya samvedyasiva purushasatvam. Normally laukigaritya. From the general understanding of the people, that which I experience as my own self, svanishthasya samvedyasya purushatattvam. What is svanishtam? What is the, this centered upon myself? Samvedyam, that which is experienced by me, that alone can become the Urushartha, something that I have achieved, that gives me the satisfaction of something I have achieved. Kintu indra viprayana api evam. So not only people generally understand it this way, that I have the satisfaction of achieving something only when I experience that. 
That's what common understanding is. Not only that, but Indra also seems to have that understanding. From what Indra experienced, Indra also seems to have the understanding that I've achieved something only when I have achieved it as an, an object of experience. So the Indra says, How do you say that Indra also feels that this is not what I want? Let me explain that. Nākhalo ayam sampade ātmānam jānāte ayam ahamasmi iti no eva imāni bhūtāne vināsam eva apito bhavati nāhamatrabhogyam pasyāme iti uktatvāt So that's what Indra said about the experience of deep sleep state. So describing the Atma in the deep sleep state, Indra said, Nākharuayam sampati ātmanam jānāti. Look at the self in the state of deep sleep. Aha means naiva, indeed not, ayam sampati ātmanam jānāti. In this state the self does not know himself and I am so and so. I am Ahamasmiri, that I am such and such in this manner, the prior, the deep sleeper does not know himself. No, even Imani Bhutani, nor does he know all these beings other than himself. It is, there is no experience. In short, as far as the deep sleep is concerned, this was Indra's concern mainly. That I do not see Nahatra Bhogyam Pashami, I do not see any benefit. If Atma is what is experienced in deep sleep, then I do not see any benefit because there is no experience there. In deep sleep, Atma, there is no experience either of myself, or there is no experience of anything other than myself. What's the fun? Anahatra Bhogyam Pashami, I do not see any benefit in that. Vinasam eva pito bhavati. He gets lost as it, as it were. Vinasam. Adarshanam meaning not seeing. He gets lost. He says, God is not there. Meaning that I know that I am provided experience something. There is no experience when I am not there. So how do I know that I am? How do I determine that I am? Only when I experience something. The deep sleep state, I do not experience anything. I neither experience myself, nor do I experience anything other than myself. That means I am as good as not there. Because I am a conscious being and therefore every moment that I am awake or conscious or existing, that I always experience something. And in deep sleep state, there is no experience of other things or of myself, never is as good as I don't exist. It isn't that I don't exist. It is as good as I do not exist. Namatra Bhogyam Pashyam, in that state, which is devoid of any experience, even if the existence is there, it is as good as not being there. Well, what's the fun in being there? It's experience. 
Swami used to say that what do you call living? Is breathing called living? That a person in coma also does. A person in deep sleep also does. You don't call it living. Living is relating. A human being always relates. Then that's called living. So Indra also says that only when I relate to something that I am living, only when I experience things other than myself that I know that I am, or when I experience myself that I am so and so, then I can say I am. For me to say that I am, there must be some experience and there is no experience either of myself or of anything else. Therefore, that state is as good as I am not being there. Namattar bhogyam pasyami, I do not see any benefit in this. So that's what Indra has said. And therefore, it looks like Indra is looking for a state where he experiences something. He thinks that he finds that deep sleep is a state where there is no experience and therefore there is nothing worthwhile in that. See, in the waking state he did not find worthwhile because waking was the, the chaya atma or the reflected self and that is subject to all kinds of disease and old age and death and therefore I don't see any fun. So experience is there, but it is all death, etc. is there. The deep sleep to anywhere dream state he admitted that yes, what happens to this body, whether the body is suffering from some kind of ailment, that doesn't affect the dreamer. Meaning that in the waking state you are suffering from fever and stuff like that, in dream you will not, may not. But if this body dies also, that doesn't affect the body of the dreamer. The dreamer is as though being killed sometimes. He is being chased. He is weeping, he is unhappy, unpleasantness. When Indra says that I do not see benefit in this, in each case the reason was different. In case of the chaya-atma, the reason was that the atma is subject to the disease and old age and death. The dreamer self, he does not see any benefit because the dreamer self is subject to all kinds of pain. The deep sleeper state self, he doesn't benefit, he doesn't experience anything. So deep sleeper is not affected by the ailments of the body, too. This body, you know, Maybe a old, whatever it is, the, the sleeper is not affected by that. Neither does it feel that it is being chased and being killed, etc. Nothing is there. Therefore, all those problems are not there as far as the deep sleeper is concerned. So that way, it doesn't have the difficulties that the wake and the dreamer had. But here is a different difficulty. The fellow doesn't experience anything. His goal is not there. So what's the fun? So his reason for saying Nahamattar Bhogyam Pashyam is different in each case. In case of deep sleep, the reason is that I don't experience anything. So therefore, from that statement we believe that when Indra says I do not see anything, no benefit, I see no desirability in that, desirability. 
meaning that the state of deep sleep or any equivalent state is not desirable to in them. So that's the Tikagara says, Atma, so in line 38, Atmanam bhūtānita na jānādeti dhitiyaya karmatvena ajñātasva avogyata anuvādena So, Atmanam bhūtānita na jānādi says, So, Sampradi Atmanam jānādi ahamahasmīti bhūtānita na jānādi no eva imāni bhūtāni ti dhitiyaya karmatvena ajñātasya So, in each case, the object of experience is, or knowledge is placed in the second case, naturally, accusative case. So, Imani Bhutani is Dvitiya case, by the way. It can be either a nominative or accusative. Similarly, Atma, Ayamahamasmi, so there also Ayamahasmi iti na janati. There again, Ayamaham is the object of experience. So, karmatvena ajñātasva. So, now ajñātam is, see, Indra has a problem of not knowing something as an object. So, therefore, we have to now give right understanding to Indra. So, reason why Indra rejected this state of deep sleep is because he thought it is not desirable because it is not experienced as an object. So, anything that is not experienced as an object has no fun. So, only that can be desirable, that can, which can be experienced as an object is such and such, and the deep sleeper is not. So, from that, it is anu avogyatva anuvadena, viparyena taya jnatasya bhogyatva uktya. So, when Indra says that, I do not see any benefit, I don't see this desirable, so that which is not experienced as an object is not desirable, means that which can be experienced as an object is desirable, viparyena. So when Indra declares something is not desirable, reversely is declaring what is desirable. When Indra says that I do not see any desirability in this, that I do not know myself nor I do not know others, meaning when there is no experience of an object, that means only when I experience myself or experience something else, that is a state that is desirable, is also said that. So, so viparitaya jñāta seva bhogyatvokya. And therefore, dvitiyaya jñāta seva. Only when something is known as an object, then only it is called bhogya. After bhogyam pasyam. What is bhogya? An object of experience. Or something that is desirable. So that alone is called declared as desirable. Sukhasya vitathāvita seva bhogyatvam. So happiness also becomes desirable to Indra, where happiness also is an object of experience. So for a wise person, when the happiness is his own self, he is not experienced as an object. So then this state is similar to that of a deep sleeper, who doesn't experience anything, but doesn't experience happiness also. And wise person also, as far as happiness is concerned, the wise person's relationship with happiness is similar to the deep sleeper relation with anything else. The deep sleeper doesn't experience anything and wise person does not experience happiness. 
And happiness is what you are seeking. So therefore, after gaining all the wisdom, this fellow has not achieved anything. Therefore, his state is similar to that of deep sleep, where no experience is there. <coughs> so taddi, that's what the Navashyakara says. So kimtari indras ishtamiti. So atmani visheshignyanarahityam indrasyana ishtam. Line 22 said in Anandagiri said that the, the absence of the knowledge of the subject-object duality is something that absence of that is declared by Indra as not desirable. Kimtari Indra says, then what is desirable by Indra? Taddhiti. So Vashyakara says, Taddhi Indra Seshtam Yadbhutani Cha Atmanam Cha Janate Nacha Apriyam Kinchidvete Anna apriyam kinchira veti cha sarvam shalokan apnodi sarvam shakaman yena jnanena. So tadinda system. So when Indra declares what it is that he considers undesirable, in that he also, in a way, is declaring what is desirable or under opposite is desirable. Tad in the system yet, Bhutani Atmanam Janade. I will not see any benefit when I do not know myself, nor do I know anything else, means that when I know myself, I am so and so, and when I know other things as such and such, then only I feel that I am, and I am experiencing something, then I have achieved something. So when you have the satisfaction of achieving something, when you experienced it. I went to Canada and did not see any. What's the point of you? Have you where, where have you gone? And never, that alone is considered desirable. So, number one, then yet Bhutani, Atman, Vijanati, number one, that when one knows other things as well as one's own self, Nisapriyam Kinjit Vetti, Kinjit, Janati. Also, when he does not know anything unpleasant, so he wants to know all right, but also experience all right, but not unpleasant things. So, Atmanam Jai Nachapriyam Kinchit Janati. At the same time, that is called the desirable state where one is free from the experience of the unpleasant or unhappiness. Veti Sarvam Shalokan because the, the, the pratigna is there, sarvam shalokana atmodi sarvam shakaman. Right in the beginning, Prajapati said that by the knowledge of the self, one attains all the loka of the worlds, one attains all the kama, the desirable objects. And therefore, nisha sarvetti ja sarvam shalokan. So I have attained all the worlds when I know the worlds. I know that I have attained heaven when I know heaven. I know Brahmaloka when I attain Brahma. I see Brahmaloka, I experience Brahmaloka. So Vetti Sarvam Salokan. When he experiences all the worlds, Atmodi Sarvam and attains all the desirable objects. Yenagnana. So yenagnana by the knowledge, by that knowledge, by which 
he knows himself as well as knows other things. The knowledge by which he does not experience unhappiness. The knowledge by which he sees or experiences all the worlds. And knowledge by which he attains all the desirable objects. This is what Indra is seeking. That's what he came for. So when Prajapati declared that sarvam sakaman, sarvam salokan, sarvam sakaman apnoti, by self-knowledge one retains all the words and all the desires, that is what Indra came for. And in deep sleep you attain nothing. And now what the wise person is described to me also, he doesn't experience anything. So we do not think that is what Indra wants. And therefore, what is the, what has the, the wise person achieved? Or whatever the wise person achieved is not what Indra is seeking. <coughs> Understand that the whole teaching is for Indra, not for X, Y and Z. So Indra has come all the way here from the heaven. He has performed the penance of hundred and one years, not for getting lost, not for getting a stain when you don't know anything. He wants to experience things. That's why he has come here. And now you are teaching him something by which he becomes avoid you of all experiences at all of happiness. So we do not think that this is what Indra wants. So the Tika says, Bhutancha Atmanam Jajanati. Number one, he knows the beings as well as himself. Nacha apriyam kinjidvetti, nor does he know anything that is unpleasant. Yet taddi indra sishtam, that is something that is desirable by indra. Yenacha jnana, bhutadini karmataya jnanati, lokadim shatmavi sakshat karoti. Indra wants that knowledge, not this knowledge. Where he becomes happiness. He wants that knowledge by which he knows all things and beings, including all lokas, etc., karmataya, as objects of experience. Swami used to say, I want to experience, you know, sweetness. I don't want to become sugar. I want to experience sugar. He was talking becoming sugar. Indra wants to experience sugar. That being the case, Indra has not achieved anything from his standpoint. So, yenacha jnāyana bhūtādini karmataya jānādi lokādim śāpnodi Arvami sākshāt karodi He knows all, see all the beings as objects of experience and also he experiences all the worlds. I mean heaven, this is heaven, this is Brahmaloka. Bhuhu, Bhuha, Suha, Maha, Jana, you know. Tatcha jnāna ishtam iti purvanyanvaya that alone is the ishtam or desirable by Indra. So, yena jnāna taddi indras ishtam, that is how the anvaya is, that's what the Tikagara said. Ataha tathayiva, so what? Bhedenaiva sukha-jñānam vaktam iti sheshaha, therefore, you would add something. Atah, atah, therefore, 
Tathaiva Vaktavyam. So what should we tell Indra? Something that Indra is seeking? Indra is seeking experience with reference to duality of subject-object. Indra, well, that's what we have to tell Indra. Meaning that Indra should be given that knowledge, not this knowledge. Indra should be given that knowledge by Prajapati. That is, so, Bhedeneva Sukhajnana Vaktavyam. When experiencing happiness as something I'm feeling, experiencing, when he sees all the world and he realizes all the objects of experience, so that is what Indra is seeking, that's what... So Prajapati should tell what Indra desires, not what Prajapati desires. Thing is that, what should you tell? Somebody is asking you, seeking something, then you should tell him what is seeking, but not something else. So, see very beautifully how Vashyakara unfolds through this question-answers, unfolds the nature of self, unfolds the nature of the moksha, liberation. <coughs> see the tika in the... the so, bhanta indra-drushtya, loga-drushtya, tattvena, jnatasya purusha-tattvevi, no paramātha dhrushtya tasya purushātattvam. Brānta indra dhrushtya. True, Indra is seeking some experience, which is nothing but a bhānti. So Indra thinks that that is what will give me total satisfaction and experience something. So Indra thinks, Indra thinks that by gaining experience and happiness, I will gain fulfillment in my life. That's what he's thinking. That's a bhānti. Loka drushtyacha. Naturally, Indra also is one of the other person, therefore people, that's what people also feel. So people also feel that we have achieved something when we experience that. So, tattvena means karmatvena jnātasya purusha tattvevi. So that's what Indra thinks, that's what people also think, that when something is known as an object, then alone you have really achieved it. So achievement is always equated to experiencing something as an object of experience. No paramatha dhrushtya, but that is bhanti, that's what people believe. No paramatha dhrushtya, but in reality that is not so. It is not that you attain something only when you experience it as something separate from you. In this case, what you are seeking even through that experience is your own self. Happiness, you think, comes from that, then come from that, comes from your own self. So even when you think that you are experiencing heaven, you are experiencing yourself, then he doesn't know. So bhanti, the heaven gives me happiness, although the objects of pleasure give me happiness, this thing that I am watching is giving me happiness. Not realizing that whenever you experience happiness from anything, it is happiness, that is, you are experiencing yourself. It is self that is being experienced, meaning that self alone is the source of all the happiness. <coughs> so, nārpe sukhamaste sunna paramātha dhrushtya tasya purushātattvam From the, in reality, anything that is experienced is not what you are seeking. <coughs> nārpe sukhamaste, because anything that you experience is going to be limited. 
any objective experience, object of senses or objective mind. And what can be experienced by sense organs is limited. What can be experienced by mind also is limited. What mind can visualize also is only limited. Nārpa sukhamaste, there can be happiness in anything that is limited. Tet alpam tan martyam. What is limited is always mortal, perishable. Because limited is something that is created, and what is created is perishable. Dvitiyadvai bhayam bhavadi. When there is duality, Indra is seeking the duality of subject, object duality, not realizing that when the duality or the division is there, you are no division. He wants to experience that object as an entity distinct from the subject. So he wants division between experience and experience, but the dvitiyadvai bhayam bhavadi is well known that when the division is there, there is fear. Nrityo simrityam apnoti yeha nāna eva pasyadi So one who sees nāna, divided division in Brahman, nrityo simrityam apnoti He goes from one death to the other death. Ityadi śruti bhi From all the statement of śruti, parichinnasya martyatvena ninditatvāt Anything that is limited, is martyatvena, is mortal, is perishable. And what is perishable is always object of unhappiness or sorrow. And so anything that experience, as Panchagarshi also says, you know, that if you, if you think, you, you think that you love your son, or love something, priyamte rochchati, what you love will make you cry. Because what you love as different from yourself is someday there will be separation. And what gives you happiness by association will give you misery even by, by, by separation. And in fact you know that what is separate from you is subject to being separated. So therefore, that awareness that someday this may not be with me always remains with us. We know that. Even when I am experiencing something which is pleasant to me, at the back of my mind is always that awareness that this is different from me. Therefore, it can separate from me. A time can come when it is not with me. And that time will cause separation and sorrow. So therefore, even when you are experiencing happiness, it cannot be really Unconditional happiness, it is always happiness mixed with unhappiness. Panchadashi clearly says that the duality of bhokta and bhogya itself is unhappiness. So what do you want? When that division is there, division itself is unhappiness. Because in a way you are aware that this is something separate from you and I, you are separate and that separatedness creates unhappiness. So parichinnasya Martyatvena ninditatvat. So anything that is limited is perishable and that is ninditam, is condemned, is censured in the Shruti. Yavad vikaram tu vivagayati jnayana. Then again there is Brahma Sutra. Yavad vikaram tu vivagayati jnayana. Gattasya vikaratvena. 
Anything that is vivaktam, anything that is separated from me, divided from me, is always vikara, meaning is always a modification, never always perishable. <coughs> so, yavad vikaram to vivagaha lokavad, this is the sutra. Yavad vikaram to vivagaha lokavad. Yavad vikaram to vikara jatam, including all vikara. Avivyapta, and so, Vibhaga, yavad vikara. Vibhaga always pervades wherever there is vikara. Oh, vikara pervades where there is vibhaga, you know. Vibhaga, vivaktatvam drushyate. Wherever vikara is, you see the vivaktatvam, the separatedness. So where separatedness is there, vikara also both ways. So whenever you see something perishable, it is always separate from yourself. And when you see something separate from yourself, then it also is perishable. So vibhaga and vikara always go together. Vibhaga is what? Division, duality. Vikara is what? Change, modification, perishability. So lokavat ghatadivat, like, so ghata prasivyadibhya vivatvatvat akasasya. So this was in different context that the sutra was written, of course. That the Nayaikas claim that Akasha is Nityam. Vaisheshikas, Nayaikas claim Akasha is Nityam. Whereas Vedantin wants to prove that Akasha also is not Nityam, Akasha also is created. Because Akasha also is what Vikare is also perishable. You don't see it, but Prasivyaribya, Vivaktatvat, Akasha is different and Prasvi is different. So Vibhaga is there. Where Vibhaga is there, limitation is there. Because Akasha is not Prasvi and Prasvi is not Akasha. So both limit each other and then when they are limited, that means both of them are perishable. Therefore, Akasha also is created, Brahmakaryatvam. Akasha also is the creation of Brahman, Nirvivadam. So this was the context there. But in that context they say, the thing Akasha is different from Prithvi and vice versa. Therefore, each one limits the other, each one is limited, each one is perishable. So wherever this kind of mutual exclusion is there, Vibhaga is mutual exclusion. Prithvi excludes Akasha, Akasha excludes, because Prithvi is not what Akasha is, Akasha is not what Prithvi is, each one excludes the other. So each one limits the other. And therefore, each one makes other thing perishable. So that means each one is limited. So they were Purupakshit Akasho Na Utpadyate Samagri Shunyatva. This was the Purupaksha. There. Akasho Na Utpadyate. That the space, element space is not created. Space is not created. Samagri Shunyatva. Because there is no Samagri to create the space. Putra. Akasha Vikara. But Akasha also is, is modification. Is also changing. But vivaktatvat, because Akasha enjoys distinction. So anything that enjoys distinction is perishable because you can distinguish from something else. So you can distinguish Akasha from other elements as Vayu, Agri and Vada, etc. 
Just as you can distinguish a ghata from pata. Similarly, akasha also can be distinguished. And what can be distinguished is necessarily changing, perishable, created. Yo vibhakta savikara. So whatever is excluded is necessarily a vikara or modification. Just avikara sanavibhakta Only that which is not changing is never separate. Atma. So nothing is separate from Atma. Therefore, nothing is separate from Atma. So nothing limits Atma and therefore Atma is not vikara. So only one thing that is not created and that is Atma. So that was the context there. But in that context, you vibhakta savikara. Where vibhaga is there, which exclusion is there, vikara or parishamini is there, and therefore, vibhakta se vikara anittatva apattesha. So the happiness also is experienced as something distinct from you, then that also is what? Vikara is also changing, and therefore it is perishable, and anitya impermanent. Then suddenly Indra would not want something that is impermanent. Ataha Sukha Shatcha, so what is Purushata? The Sukha Sakshat Karamatra Seva Nitya Purushatatvam. Vedam Shastu Lokasya Avidya Parikalpita Apurushata. So when you are experiencing happiness, which people think is the goal to be achieved, which part of that is to achieve? The happiness part is Purushartha, the division part is not. So Sukha-sākṣākāra mātra sevindri Purushartha The experience of happiness <coughs> is definitely the goal to achieve. But bhedam shastu to think that the experience, happiness is to be experienced as something separate from me. No, that is only a delusion on the part of people. That people believe that, rightfully that experiencing happiness is the goal of life. But unfortunately they also believe that experience has to be, happiness has to be experienced as an object. No, that is that delusion. They think that something has to be experienced only as with the duality. That's not so. Happiness that yourself also is ultimate experience. Where all duality is gone. So therefore, what people think is desirable is the happiness part is desirable. The happiness, the, duality, the division part is not desirable, which they do not know. So they're lumping together. Therefore, Vedam Shastu Lokasya Avidya Parikalpito Avidya Karpita Veda. The duality of the experience and experienced is in fact superimposed by ignorance of Purushartha Deva. That cannot be something that is desirable. Only happiness is desirable. <coughs> so when there is no division between the, ex- the happiness and myself, that is what is desirable. So nobody loves duality. Everybody loves non-duality. So duality cannot be desirable. So that's what is being said here. Yeah, we'll continue that. <coughs> Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyade 
పూర్ణస్య పూర్ణమాదయ పూర్ణమేవాశిష్యంకరాచార్యం కేశవం వాదరాయణం సూత్రభాష్యకృతే భగవంతరాత్మే మూర్తిభేద విభాగినే వ్యోమవ్యాప్తేహాయ దక్షిణామూర్తయే నమ శాంతిశాంతిశాంతి హరి ఓ శ్రీ గురుభ్యో నమ హరి ఓ